entered the building. Place to be nation. Welcome back to PTB NXT. We have not quit the podcast, despite some thinking that we will, because we've seen so miserable on it. But we are not. And actually, uh, let me bring in Jennifer Smith because she she seems to have some optimism going in after watching this show. Jenny. Oh, we're already talking about that. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, positive toxic positivity. Yeah. Well, I'm toxic, but um, but as far as this show. We were not really sort of um, enjoying things the last time that we gathered here to review some NXT. So I did not have high hopes for TakeOver at all. And it's completely shocked me and surprised me and came out of nowhere. And I'm like, what happened? And we'll get into it. But overall, mm-hmm. yes, I'm toxically positive. Awesome. Tim, what uh, manner of toxicity are you right now? Frustrated. I'm toxically frustrated because the build to this show, uh, as we have chronicled, is really not very good and extremely disjointed, I think is the way to uh, describe it. And then you watch the show and you feel like, you know what? Why did we even watch all that TV leading up to this? Why didn't we just watch the damn show? Like, also that. Which is kind of how I ori- originally experienced this product back in the day. Um, I can remember watching this show live and thinking, hmm, would I have gotten more out of this if I'd been watching the weekly shows? Turns out, nope, not really. Right. Right. That's why we, we do it for the hypothetical listeners. We do it so we they do. don't have to. They can just listen to us. Um usually talk about it for a longer amount of time than it would take to watch the show. So mm. that's the service we bring to the dedicated fans. Uh, anyway, but we'll get into the show. It's not, it's not a perfect show, but I, I was pleasantly surprised. It's not an all time, but we'll get, we'll get to it. Uh, let's go through our, <laughs> if you count, this is housekeeping. This bullshit that we do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll you mean the best part of the show? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tim, let us have it. Yep. Uh, so, Jake, um, currently uh, you are Ashford Blowcone. Um, oh, of course. The name generator putting in work there. Mm-hmm. I am uh, the plus sized wrestler Stacks of Plenty. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I have no memory of that. But Jenny is the, um, the classic comedian Harpo Slow Kneeler. Slow Kneeler, of course. Uh huh. I'm gonna pair her with the bald villains. We're we're in the circus, all of us. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that is we didn't get over. Never Once does. again, guys, we didn't get no, over. No, it never does for us. We really have bad luck. Um. So, all right, I'll start with me. So, I am gonna go from Ashford, uh, Blowcone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to put Blow Cone into Amazon and see what comes up. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be Whit, Whit Bush Crab. <laughs> I feel like Whit, I have to be a British individual. Bush Crab? Bush Crab, yes. Okay. The mighty Bush Crab. Okay. All right. Sounds like, like a crawdad. I, I don't bush recognize Bush Crab. Crawdad, I mean, they're sort of in the same family, maybe. It does sound like a Cajun dish. Mm. Oh, man, yeah. Some bush crab. Bush crab. Put a little lemon on that. Yeah, bush crab. But wit, 
uh, I don't know. Wit, I keep wit? saying, it strikes me as British. Very UK wit. to me. Wit. Wit. You gotta say wit. Wit. Quit it. Quit bush quit. crab. So when I get to the main roster, I'll just be quit. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Doing whippets. Uh all right, so I can't think of what the I guess I could have some submission maneuver. It's like the bush crab. He's got him in the bush oh, crab. Oh yeah, like a boss. Yeah. Half bush crab uh here with <laughs> with the wind. Um yeah. All right. So Tim, you are now going to be Rolls Jameson. Oh boy. Hmm. This I'm one I can actually shit. see on like an like that. 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, this is Rolls some, uh, Jameson. Rolls right. Jameson. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like you'd be like a slick uh, you know, cuz Rolls like Rolls-Royce. Mm. Jameson's yeah. a little could be a little Fancy. Well, you come out in a nice little suit. I like I'm it. I'm thinking it's the usual NXT thing where it's like the shockingly agile fat guy. <laughs> they, always, they always say things like <laughs> fat rolls, yeah, Jameson. I've never seen something so big move so fast. You know, like that's a very light on his feet, me. rolls, Jameson. I feel like we mm-hmm. pick fat guy gimmicks for you like too much. Um, well, I do feel a little profiled, but <laughs> such is the name sorry. generator. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tim. I have no control over it. I am going to send a very strongly worded letter to scarless1.tripod.com. Please do. Not to break kayfabe here. But Stacks of plenty now rolls. I mean, what are we doing? If this guy ever uh, like stops paying for this, we're going to be in trouble. Oh, shit. All right. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Okay. See, we've done this for so long too that I don't get the exact same names, but I recognize like one part of the name. And so I have to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, just to tell you, the next one that came up was Pubis, which I think is new, oh but Pubis Meat Castle. But I know he did Meat Castle before. Mm-hmm. Meat Castle seems very Yes, familiar. she's been a slab Meat Castle before. Yes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So instead, Jenny, you're going to be Dave. Pretty basic first name Dave Duhan. Two Dave Duhon. Dave, du- isn't that an Dave, actor? D O O H A N. Duhon. 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 So, your fan James Duhan. Star Duhan. 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 Wit has been used before, also. I was thinking we had had a wit before. We uh, yeah, yeah. Looking I guess, back over the list, we had a wit pantsuit. Harpa was. Also I guess used wit. I guess wit was so basic, but like when it's meat castle, mm-hmm. I feel like that's why once you use meat castle once, it's kind of like you've expended your meat castle. So Duhan, I feel like you would be like a shooter. Dave Duhan sounds like a a, a shooter, like the shooter mm-hmm. Demolinko. Yeah, old school guy. Yeah. Because you have to be a guy, Jenny. Of course, well, yes. It's a pretty masculine name. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, um, so that's it. So we have a shooter, um, Tim being stereotyped as a plus size, but very agile <laughs> wrestler. And then I am, uh, I guess, a British uh, crustacean. 
<laughs> You're a Cajun chef. Yeah, Cajun chef. Which okay, maybe I could be a maybe I'm a plus size individual too, like a Chef Paul, <laughs> famous. Oh wow, morbidly okay. obese uh, Cajun chef. Anyway, uh, while we're on Cajun, let's get to the Cajun word. I have a good one here. Uh, Frissons. The Frissons. Oh, God. Frissons. Ha, Mm -hmm. ha, ha. Trying to think of using his context to see if y'all can guess it. Um, Whenever I watched a match on the show, it gave me the Frissons. Frissons. Uh... Um... Uh, it's like, like a, a boner. I was gonna say, is it <laughs> uh, kind of like a boner, but more PG? Uh, uh, like a like a vibe, like a I don't know, like a positive feeling. Yes, it's like a <laughs> good. Well, it doesn't always have to be positive, but uh, like the it's like goosebumps. Oh, okay, okay. Or the chills. chill bumps, chill yeah, bumps. Yeah. What what y'all? Uh, what's your your uh, go-to for that. What do you call it? Some people call it the chill bumps. But, I mean, obviously, I call it the frissons. But... The frissons. That's what I call it now. But I yeah. think I'm a goosebumps person. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. Chill bumps always feel like. Chill bumps, kind yeah. Of Sounds weird. Chill bumps. Chill bumps. Mm. Right. So if someone gives you... It could, you know, because it could be used for something that's like, you know, a good feeling, or like if you're scared, you can get the frissons, or mm-hmm, cold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> there you go, frissons. All right, so with that, uh, let's dive in. Let's do it. We have a uh, takeover unstoppable, which again, we kind of buried the bill to this because it's been mostly <laughs> shitty. Uh, yep. Yeah. Some of our lowest ratings ever. So we'll see what happens. We get a, a general NXT hype package uh, to open the show. Not really. Uh, anything specific and they transition to running down the matches, which we'll get to, but uh, not you know, I didn't think this open was anything too special. I don't know about y'all, no, definitely not. I mean, it was they they excel at video packages, in general, right? Right, so, I mean, it's sure, not yeah. bad, but they Nothing didn't do any we like haven't gimmick, seen right? It, it, it seemed uh, I'm a little biased just because I've recently watched the TV for this show, so it seemed a little uh over the top for and I, maybe yeah. i'm wrong maybe nxt at the time did seem so huge the way that they hype it in this video but to me i'm like um why is everybody so excited because this shit's been trash for a minute right yeah i think it, i think we always have to go back to that time frame and just remember how like fucking over it fans were with the regular you know what i mean like it was yeah like they're that's like the main main roster roster anger yeah Mm -hmm. so like i guess literally anything even though we've watched it and like it hasn't been great i guess at the time people were i guess hyped for it but yeah it is very much like they're trying to establish like this cult i do like you know everybody's talking about it like everybody's trying to see it now they're doing the house shows and stuff right but but yeah, not a really like anything significant in running down the matches with this. Like they didn't have a running theme or anything too amazing. Good editing as usual, but mm-hmm. all right. Um, so I'm guessing I'm gonna ask which one of you, uh, Tanya Harding to Tommy before this <laughs> opening match. Because I'm guessing that's what <laughs> we were co-conspirators. We can uh, look. We cannot confirm or deny. It's okay, Jenny. The statute of limitations is up now. We can. Oh, we, that's right. We can. We cannot be uh, prosecuted for this. But um, 
yeah, it was a, it was a um, it was a, a you know one of those. Um, I'll I'll distract him. You you run mm-hmm. up and and hit him in the hit him in the shoulder kind of deals. I won't. It say was a tag team uh, yeah, effort. But it was a tag team effort, and it we did what had to be done. We did. I mean, we saved the show. I think honestly. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Well, yeah. you never you never love to see someone get injured. Um, Unless <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Um, we would not, you would never. Just kidding. Sometimes, I'm just kidding. Sometimes you you want someone to be off your television, um, and you don't mind how it happens. Um, it preferably it, it's not due to an injury, but he'll live. I mean, he'll live to fight another day. Right, so we cut to Enzo and Cass being interviewed in the in the parking lot, and so this is our first instance too, because it kind of becomes a meme um, as time goes on. But I think it's our first on this show instance of the NXT parking lot, the performance center yes. parking lot being like a death trap. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna bring that up, like Tommy, the first in a long line of people assaulted assaulted in this fucking parking lot. Right. So we quickly see he's been assaulted in the parking lot. Uh, I like KO passing about. doesn't care. He's like, well, that sucks. Mm, whatever. <laughs> uh, we found out he got a torn rotator cuff, which is a very odd injury to get from being attacked. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't, Is that an injury right. you get from being beaten up? It's usually. It, you know, that's a care. great point. That's a great <laughs> like, point. Oh, my God. I wish he hadn't said that. Right. They should have. Well, see, me some... and him, what we did was we just yeah. like spun around <laughs> by his arm spun around, right common assault technique right. when you jump yes. in someone in a parking lot yes. is to sit there for 45 we, minutes and tear their ligaments right. yes yeah. we gave him an injury that most would attribute to overuse so that mm-hmm. we would avoid um, suspicion crime. suspicion perfect exactly of course yeah so they kind of get chloroform him first though so <laughs> yeah that helped wow well he came to pretty quick because they show yeah uh, that was the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had smelling maybe. salts as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we should probably not be volunteering all that. You said it. You said it was That's your guy's first rodeo. Well, you <laughs> What's know. the statue of limitations on uh, attacking someone in the NXT parking lot? Hopefully. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it's uh, a jungle out years. there, is all I can say. Yeah. Uh, the concrete jungle. Good thing we yeah. only have hypothetical listeners. Right. right. But uh, anyway, so he's going to be out of the picture here with his torn rotator cuff due to assault. And uh, so now our number one contenders match is just going to be a singles match between uh, Tyler Breeze and Finn Balor. Great. Uh, so they've changed up the stage here. Um, and this is going to be something we'll see throughout the show. The production value, I think, has stepped up a good bit. Like mm-hmm. they obviously win this show looking to kind of catch people's attention with this. The stage is a little more opened up. Doesn't look quite as, I don't know how you would say it, like... Looks a little bigger, and I don't know if it's Janky. really bigger. Yeah, yeah, it looks a little more. The music, like you can hear everyone's music. It's not mm-hmm. like it's playing out of one speaker in the back. And the <laughs> entrances are much more elaborate. Like we get Tyler here, he comes, he has a full fashion show with like models, uh, with ladies and fuzzy coats. He has a, a fuzzy cape, like a uh, fantastic, like a Game of Thrones character or something. Uh, <laughs> So with a selfie stick, uh, so very uh, amazing entrance. I didn't recognize any of these, uh, any of the models as future mm-mm. stars. I don't know if you guys did. No, I didn't. 
No, same. Yeah, I I don't think I did either. I'm not sure I would have known one way or another. And um, Finn gets the full demon entrance, which I'm yes. kind of... I've never been that into it, but it's cool enough, and the crowd loves it. So, I mean, it's cool. It's different, but the I've always said, the I've said it before on here, the, the wig is the thing that always kind of throws me. <laughs> it's fucking cheesy and dumb, but I still kind of like it. <laughs> and I think it's I the think music it's, uh, yeah. a lot, and... Yeah, his music is good. What kills me is the fucking spikes on his back. I think I could handle everything else, but that just makes me laugh. He looks like a fucking baby dinosaur with like <laughs> four spikes on his back. The whole just, thing feels very, I don't know. Um, I guess it was interesting at the time. It got people hyped. It, it just feels like one of those things that has not aged very well. The uh, females because, I mean, are screaming for him. Oh, like, sure. they are losing their fucking um, minds. Yeah, it's like they're out. at a Matt Rife concert. Um, <laughs> yeah. He really is like the Matt Rife of, like, uh, WWE. Oh, kind of. no. Oh, no. Um, oh, that's a whole other thing. We can't get into that. I just... Yeah, well... <laughs> I've never understood, like, within... Okay. Within the context of wrestling, kayfabe, right? Why... Would anybody be intimidated by this dorky operatic <laughs> cosplay? And you know what I mean? It's just—it's not like he wrestles any differently. It's just he—it's like ooh, sure. the intimidation factor. Uh-huh. He's gonna—he's gonna get inside this guy's head and then—and then just do what he normally does anyway. <laughs> I mean, why would Tyler Breeze give a shit about this? <laughs> Right. Of all wrestlers, you know what I mean? You don't think he's scared? <laughs> the face I think paint he was in the, the corner makeup. probably taking selfies going, oh, yeah, when is this going to be over? He's wearing Somehow some mop yourself- or something on his legs. His lighting so is so bad for these selfies I'm trying to take. You somehow made yourself uglier. <laughs> um, I feel like a happy medium would be like if he just did the face paint. Would, right. I feel like I would be more into that. because yeah, like a, a nice little subtle, not subtle, but you know what I mean? Like Not quite as... And he could have the music be a little bit different and, or, you know, like the lighting and stuff different and just do the face paint, not quite the Rasta wig and all that shit. What about the spider, like, like the bat wing, like cape thing? It has like, it looks like, it looks like something a little kid wears at Halloween. It like. feels very great value. Yeah. Right. So. Um, but yeah, the crowd's into him. But I was at least happy we could hear everyone's music. It felt like a real hashtag real entrances on the show for everyone, which is good. But um, all right, we get to the match. So again, gonna be uh they they kind of talk about on commentary that maybe the guys are gonna be thrown off because they've been planning for a triple threat now they're in a singles match, so maybe that's gonna throw them off their game. We get a little headlock exchange to start. Tyler takes over, methodically works over Finn for a minute, hits a neck breaker. Back to a headlock again um, as we see a chinlock city sign in the uh, crowd. Tyler been heavily relying on the chinlocks, unfortunately, lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but uh, Finn fires back with some chops. Uh, I like the little Finn spot where he does a stomp on the apron. I thought it was pretty good. It's the sling blade. Uh, things are starting to pick up a little bit, but not a ton of urgency, I thought, for like a number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. Tyler cuts him off, hits the supermodel kick. Tyler... Uh, Goes to take off the buckle pad, so the classic heel move there. Hits the beauty shot for a near fall, but uh, Finn survives that. Lures him out, knocks him down on the ramp, um, and then goes up on the light fixture, which 
and hits like I guess it was a clothesline. He kind of just jumped on him. Um, and you know, I know what they were going for, but it it didn't look that crazy. Like it wasn't like he was jumping from you know 20 feet in the air. I would say it was I don't game. know that it really justified the please don't die chant that the <laughs> man's broke out. Please don't I, twist like, your I'm ankle. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be all right, you know. He, Right, it was like Seth Rollins jumping off the the uh, you know what do you call it the balcony or whatever at that yeah. little thing. But anyway, then he goes in, hits the coup de gras, and uh, wins as you would expect. Uh, it felt like a pretty foregone conclusion. I really didn't think Ty had much of a chance here. Um, I thought the match itself was fine, but they never really had any urgency to it. It just felt mm-hmm. like a, a TV match that was kind of all right. And Tyler, I don't know. Tyler's kind of falling off from me. He's a little too mm. chin locky and boring for me now. I don't know what's going on with him, but I used to enjoy him a lot more than I do now. But uh, I end up going two and three quarters on this, Tim. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, I was a bit more generous. I, I gave it three and a quarter, actually. <laughs> Unacceptable. Um, well, I, I did like the... I, I like there was one spot where Tyler actually hits the beauty shot. And I mean, that's been a pretty protected move for the most part. Um, but then actually kicks out of it. They sort of, they sort of make it look like maybe he didn't quite get all of it, but still it was like kind of uh, more than I expected to see from, from this match. And these, these two have had matches that were sort of neither here nor there. And I don't know. I thought they, stepped it up a little bit yeah to your point i could have done with a bit more urgency but for what it was uh good enough maybe they were a little off their game because they were more prepared for this this triple threat um i don't know how late in the day it was news broke of uh hideo going out on that injury it seemed it seemed like pretty short notice like i don't i don't recall going into the show like hearing oh he's going to be injured might not be able to you know it's another Sami Zayn situation where you know he's going to go into the match hurt like it seemed like maybe at most the day before you heard oh shit he's out of the match major injury um but I I really don't remember so seemed like that happened pretty quick um I don't know how it impacted you know the match that we could have seen honestly though um Given our mm-hmm. thoughts towards today, Otami, I sort of feel like this was the better option. Mm-hmm. Just go singles, and uh, perhaps I uh, awarded it accordingly. <clears throat> yeah, I, <laughs> I'm way lower than both of y'all, so not way, but um, two and a half. So I think it's just because I feel like I've seen this version of this match like seven thousand times. Um. And it only was better uh, for not having a Tommy in it, probably. Um, I was trying to notice something new or different with these wrestlers. Um, You know, and I just was trying to notice the details about them. It's just, sadly, there wasn't much to notice here. Like, it feels, especially for Tyler, super stale. Um... Finn was trying things when he did his big big spot, which I thought looked good. And um, I really like his finisher, always have. But, you know, this looked like a TV main event for me. So, um, there was. I was feeling this could be one of those shows. 
for our ratings are all over the place. I'm just I don't know, maybe. Um, because like this is kind of the lower point of the show for me. Like the beginning, I was like, oh god, but it does get better. So um, I, I'm just so tired of it. Like I just, I don't, I just don't want to see them ever fight each other again, or any any iteration of a Tommy. Or I, I don't disagree. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's it's been real. We've done this like plenty. holding pattern stuff for these guys for a minute now. Move along. Yeah, felt very TV. It didn't feel like they went to another gear, given it was takeover no, and it's not one continue. It felt like they just went and did their thing, which is not like horrible, but it's also like it was like okay. And I know Finn's winning because you oh, know for they sure. have big plans for him, so it was mm-hmm. kind of like an okay opener. Um, I mentioned that uh, Tyler had the Game of Thrones robe on. Well. The mountain from Game of Thrones is in the building tonight, guys. And oh, Stephanie ah, with them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So big celeb. And uh they also give us a little package about NXT went to Philadelphia. So more about them branching out. Uh so of course they talk about ECW. Joey Styles looking very Andy Atherton there. Uh <laughs> in the house for that. Wow. Uh, so it was like we see there's a lot just NXT's on the road. There's like not a whole lot mm-hmm. to say about it. They just mm-hmm. kind of put it over and the fans are like, I love NXT, it's so awesome. Wrestlers travel. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> what you um, but that we qu- we quickly go to our next match. It's gonna be a tag team match between uh the new uh solidified pal Charlotte and Bailey versus uh the dastardly Emma and uh mm-hmm. Dana Brooke. Dastardly. Uh, yeah, as they've been uh toying with poor Bailey and stealing her headband and just mm. being real dickheads. Mm. Uh, by that you I mean like- the aggressively indifferent. Uh, Emma, <laughs> right, yes. indifferent Emma, and uh, the best at working out, Dana Brooke. Sick, uh, I like the 90s skating rink tights on Bailey, uh, with the Technicolor, that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Her okay. and Charlotte get a nice big hug coming out. Uh, Dana, uh, they we start the match off. Uh, Dana gets rocked and quickly tags in Emma. Dana's on the apron, causes Bailey to knock her head on the buckle. Emma takes over, hits the M- Emma Mite sandwich. Mm. Absurd name for that move. Uh, yanks on Bailey's ponytail, so some indifferent offense there. Uh, Emma talking lots of shit, and Charlotte's getting pretty pissed about this. Bailey pops her and uh, tags Charlotte in. Charlotte comes in with a nice uh, twisting neck breaker, chases Emma away, but then let uh, that lets Dana get an advantage. But then Charlie, Charlotte uh, DDTs both of them, hits the figure four, and then bridges into the figure eight on Emma. Bailey cuts off Dana so she can't save. And as Emma recovers, Charlotte goes right for the natural selection for the win. So pretty easy work for Charlotte and Bailey here. You again, kind of a foregone conclusion. You'd not think Dana Brooke and indifferent Emma were gonna win. I mean, maybe you think they're gonna give Dana Brooke the rub, but not against two much more established individuals. So uh yeah, I mean it was kind of what you expected. The faces go over. Charlotte and Bailey look good, and uh they do the hug, they get to strut. So I went two and a half on this one, Jenny. <laughs> Tim might be right about our, our ratings. So okay. I don't know. I think it maybe was because there was like zero chemistry or fire in the previous match, but I just thought this match had so much personality between mm-hmm. all of them. Um, they all had like really good defined roles in it and they, they played them well. Charlotte was really good. Um, on the apron like brought a lot of energy to just like feeling like she was part of the match even when she wasn't in it um 
and I thought Emma looked pretty great. Like she's she's been impressive to us um, in the ring, at, even though she is very apathetic uh, most of the time. When she wrestles, she wrestles well, and and Dana has been bringing it too. So I don't know. I thought that they worked like uh, unexpectedly, like fun, hot little tag match, and I did three stars. Ten. I hate having to admit this, but my only note for this match says I have fallen asleep three <laughs> fucking times trying to watch this match. Really? <laughs> All right. Yep. And I one don't, star for every time you I really stuff. no, I, I really do think that's a me problem. I don't know what it was because I like everybody involved for the most part. Um, and Dana, what neither here nor there, but mm. I just I couldn't something in my brain would not allow me to watch this match. And I finally did watch it on replay um, as Jake talked through it. And I mean, yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's I, I really like the finish. It was, it was very energetic. Very good finish. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good finish. And I'm not wild about um, rah rah happy go lucky Charlotte ultra baby face mm-hmm. who's like buddy buddy here with Bailey. But I don't know. I guess she's you know she's she's gonna support the team, right? She's gonna uh, suck it up, <laughs> and and um, even if it goes against her natural instincts, if you will, mm-hmm. she um, she takes one for the team. It two and a half stars seemed exactly right for this to me. So, yeah, I know I overrated um, this. I just you know, no, but it was, it was a good. A like you said, it, it it executed what it went. Like you expected Charlie and Bay to come out and kind of handle business and it's fun. Cause they're like both over. They're both faces. I got the vibe that Charlotte's a little more laid back. Cause she's like, you know, I'm with Bailey. She's kind of a goober. And I have these two, mm. I know I can beat him and Dana Brooks ass with my eyes closed. So let's just go out and have some fun and beat that. It is kind of a, a glorified squash, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't go very long and Charlotte does pretty handily. Just kick both their asses. Right. Um, it's a very like crowd like pleasing so very crowd pleasing match, I would think. Mm. Like so but uh yeah, it did his job. But all right, we go to uh Sammy Zayn who uh tells us says injury is still in play here, but he's looking to gut out the title match tonight. And uh guys, I know you guys are a big fan of this band. Motionless in white has done the theme for <laughs> oh shit take over unstoppable. Fuck yeah, it's my favorite. Motionless, band. motionless, and white. So, um, ghost. It's me when I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> it's me when I try to do anything um, <laughs> for my life. And uh, it's me at never mind. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something rather ungodly. Uh, so <laughs> we think maybe that's a um. Maybe a, a low key butt rock man. Oh, it might be. I've oh, never yeah, heard I'm of sure. them, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely a hope, right? <laughs> a local butt rock. We'll, we'll be like the uh, jobber equivalent of like enhancement. Yeah, the jobber enhancement butt rock. I mean, look, they've got to have opening acts, so yeah. Right. I mean, makes sense. <laughs> I was gonna say crack rock. Crack rock, oh! So not the whole butt, just the crack. Mm. Crack rock. 
motionless and white. 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 <laughs> um, we also see the class of 2015 because I guess they're like doing that now, or mm-hmm. like you graduate from the performance center, and it's the unnamed Apollo Crews. I don't know. I didn't note anyone. Oh in yeah. This yeah, crew. Um, but anyway, I think I asked Logan and he knew who it was, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> Maybe Lars Sullivan. Lars. I guess we'll see which of these individuals pop up on our screen soon. But all right, guys, we're going to go. It's Takeover Unstoppable. Let's see the two unstoppable forces go at. It's going to be Rhino versus Baron Corbin. Uh, And guess what? It's not a squash match. Mm -hmm. Um, It lasts more than Mm. 14 seconds, Mm -hmm. um, for better or for worse. Uh, Corbin's selling to start this off. He's kind of on his heels as Rhino's all over him. He gets knocked out the ring. Uh, but then he does the same to Rhino, tosses Rhino off the ring. Lots of strikes, lots of brawling. Corbin takes over. He's in control. I thought he had some decent aggression. This is kind of sort of our first glimpse of Baron Corbin having to do like a real match. Um, he does kind of a little Roman Reigns-esque punch on the apron deal. They both mm. go down uh, on kind of a double clothesline. Rhino clubs away and rams Corbin in the corner. We get a spine buster by Rhino for a near fall, but then... Corbin cuts off the gore with a clothesline, hits the ends of days, and uh, defeats Rhino. And again, this is another one. All these early matches I felt like were really not in question. I mean, I didn't think they were going to put Rhino over Baron Corbin, who they seem enamored with. Uh, I guess the best thing about this is it did show that Corbin can do a real match, uh, but it doesn't really show me much more than that. Uh, It was like I gave it the gentleman's two on this, uh, Jenny. Okay, well, um, <laughs> minus two. I did two and a half because oh, I thought it was all right. Um, yeah, you know, because we haven't really got to see him like really do much besides the end of days. And um, what we did see was not great, so it was a little bit of a better showing for Corbin. I thought uh, decent brawl it was. It was paced well, like it, it did last forever. Um, the end of days felt a little more earned um, this time um, because they do take it around to the outside and they mix it up. Their bumping looks all right, uh, especially for Corbin because I don't—he's never had a bump ever in a match. So, um, you know, I—it was well worked for me. I, I didn't mind it at all, shockingly. Tim. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> It um, does feel like a bit of a trial by fire for Baron Corbin, where it's like, all right, you're going to go out. This is not a squash. We're still going to put you over, but for once, you're going to have to actually work because it's mm-hmm. sort of now or never. Um, so I appreciate the fact that they do actually get some a little bit of time here. Uh, I I think Corbin got a little bit exposed. I mean, nothing horrible, but... Right. There is one spot where he he lays in like I don't know like a nerve hold or something, and it goes a bit long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of could have done without that. And Rhino doesn't really do as much here as like for him to be this unstoppable monster. You would think uh, he would show a little bit more fire in this match, and he's mm-hmm. I don't know he's kind of there to it's like pin me, pay me, right? Yeah. Uh, and I do like the finish where Corbin cuts off the gore and, and mm-hmm. it's uh, end of days. 
kind of wanted to see a gore though. <laughs> If I'm being honest, <laughs> but hey, at least they, you know, they protected the move. It's not like he hits it and Corbin immediately Loses. kicks out yeah. and they, you know, kill Rhino's finish. All uh, right. You know, I'm just sort of a low key Rhino mark, I guess. Um, <laughs> even this era of, of him, for better or worse. So it, it just it felt like definition of gentleman's two for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, same for me. Like, I feel like they wanted it to be like this big hoss battle, but it never really got there. But it also wasn't awful. Kind of like yeah. the story of the undercard on the show so far. It's like nothing has been like amazing, but it's also we didn't get anything that like maybe want to turn off the show. Yeah, right. Uh, I feel like maybe um, different personalities of mine are watching the shows and coming to different conclusions. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> I just I don't have any other explanation for why we've seen trash for months and then I like this show and now it doesn't bother me some of this stuff. Like well, I think the presentation too helps. Like it feels maybe. more like like this is a big deal, like with the entrances and everything. It does and like whether it was good build or not, it at least has build. Like they have built right. up Rhino and Baron Corbin. Yeah. So at least there's something there. They're not just like throwing two people out there and having them fight like any build is usually better than nothing because you should have something and like yeah i just think the show has like an energy it being a takeover the kind of up in the production value i think Mm -hmm. it helps everything where like when we see it on these tape and the crowd's super hot on the show too um they do help a lot yeah they're pretty much in everything so i think it's stuff that we maybe would see on like tv where it's kind of like meh Mm -hmm. and like the crowd's kind of dead you know like fucking baron corbin again where it's a little bit better because like you know the crowd's into it it's a takeover they didn't go I out there i think that might stuck. be what i'm responding to on this show mm-hmm. um all right so we go to ko he's uh n- we see footage of him knocking out cena on raw so just letting us know that ko's kind of been crossing over into raw doing that sort of thing i will uh, say there didn't... are mm-hmm. a lot of raw clips in this takeover mm-hmm. and I don't know. It kind of bugged me a little bit. I mean, I Made get it because mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it just I get it because part of the story or whatever. Um, but I don't know. It just feels like like you're saying your big brother's name too much in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Something like that. They at least did FKO like they showed when he went that he did this whole thing where he's like, why would I care about your belt? I have the NXT title or whatever. Right. So he at least was trying to like, you know, in his KO way, put it over. He does make guess, it seem like a mm-hmm. bigger deal. And I guess like the Cena thing at the time, it kind of makes sense like to have an NXT time because this whole thing was like he's taking on everybody, like the open challenge thing. So I guess maybe that makes sense. But I know what you're saying. It's like. Yeah, like they're trying to give NXT the rub, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any uh, insight on this, Tim? Any opinions on did it bother uh, you? Were you MRA? I, I guess they sort of. I mean, I'm always MRA. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess they want to at least try to continue hyping the, uh, if nothing else, the Cena and uh, KO feud, which is kind of heating up at this time. Um, I mean, that's going to go in some pretty interesting places, ultimately. And I remember it being a very big deal. At the really? Time, being treated like a yes. very big deal mm-hmm. at the time. Okay, that's good to know. 
And the matches uh, are. So, great. I mean, it does actually go somewhere, which is good. It's not just like um, like a Tommy going in the battle royal and <laughs> getting eliminated. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a total uh, narrative dead end. So yeah, like he beats Cena at some point. I know. Yeah, at one of the kind of. Um, I think I've seen that. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's awesome. And plus, Cena had had just done the match with Sammy, so mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're trying to fuel speculation that, like, does Cena go so far as to maybe have a little run in NXT because he's been doing this open challenge thing with the U.S. title, and this is where all the kind of indie darlings are are mm. winding up now that we're in a transitional stage for nxt right where it's sort of a mix of these these journeyman guys um legitimate developmental talent and they're signing up they're signing a bunch of um you know indie darlings mm-hmm. all over the scene and so hmm maybe it makes sense for cena to do something down here in this little promotion that could but Spoiler, that's not going to happen. Um, huh. I wonder if they ever thought of that or considered it. I mean, I think I think it would have been fun. I just I don't I know if maybe it. the perception is mm-hmm. that's like just too much of a demotion for Cena. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Perception was still that this was. It's changing, but it still looked at like, OK, this is the little league. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> Right, I think maybe by the time it got to the point the where that would more realistic, like Cena was more was maybe starting to wind down a little bit. That too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Greg interviews KO about this whole deal. Uh, he talks about his three. De- he says we don't need to talk about John Cena or any of this. Talk about his three defenses in Philadelphia and how he uh, dropped Cena for taking credit for injuring Sammy. So uh, just um, KO putting himself over as usual here. Yeah, get mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then we go to our uh, tag team title match. It's going to be uh, Enzo and Cass versus our boys, the uh, the dubstep cowboys, Wes and Bud. Uh, I thought Mella was looking fantastic in the black. She, she looks looking... fucking awesome. Yeah, she looked great. Uh, they do their whole opening deal. The crowd eats it up. Super over. Uh, Enzo actually starts the match, and he has offense. He hits a drop kick. Uh, mm-hmm. He's on the shit, stepping his game up. Murph gives him a chop. Uh, he tags in Cassie. Uh, Murph gives a chop to Cass, who just no sells him, which I enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> and at this point, I was like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've dug Cass to this whole. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's really good. Yeah. Um, he has like a lot of per- like compared to like a Baron Corbin. I know it's supposed to be like Baron Corbin's character. He's like a lone wolf or whatever bullshit. But like, like of two <laughs> similarly, <laughs> yeah, like. For two guys with, like, a similar look, sort of, mm-hmm. um, I find, like, Cass has a lot more personality to, like, mm-hmm. his big man offense. Like, he lays everything a little bit more. His manner is more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get a nice crossbody by He Enzo. just has an all-around better mm-hmm. look. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more charisma, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, crossbody by Enzo, but the champs double-team him, lay him out on the apron. Corey says he drove down the Jersey Turnpike and needed a tetanus shot, so a little bit <laughs> in New Jersey there. Uh, very headlock, heavy control on Enzo by Wesson Bud, an ab stretch, so not the most interesting uh, heel control by them, but they do hit a sick power bomb to a backstabber uh, that Enzo somehow kicks out of. I kind of bet on that as a finish. Uh, Desperation DDT by Enzo, caskets in and starts chucking dudes around. I thought that there's some nice fluidity on this when they're doing the two on one with Cass fighting out. Like, I thought they worked that pretty well. 
um, mm-hmm. like made it chaotic, but it was flowing pretty well. Cash tries to get Enzo's dead body up for the rocket launcher, uh, <laughs> but he's completely fucked up. But Alexa Bliss comes down, knocks out Mella, Kaz goes to check on her, and then Enzo is left to die, and uh, Wes and Bud make quick work of him and win. So uh, I thought the closing stretch was all done. I didn't think this was like the banger that I think these two teams could have. Like I said, the, the heel control was a little too headlocky, and I know Wes and Bud have a lot more that they could be doing. And I was a little shocked. I thought this might be Enzo and Kaz's night. Like Me with too. all the build going in, I thought you know to take over be a nice moment. But uh, I guess they're going to sh- maybe string this out a little bit longer. So I'm going to go three on us. Those I-, I enjoyed that ending stretch quite a bit, Tim. Ooh. Um. <laughs> uh, let's just say I liked this until I didn't. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. It, um, yeah, I was feeling it at first. Like Enzo was was actually doing things, like mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. getting some offense in. Other that things that weren't just like building sympathy and playing face in peril before the hot tag, right? Although he does do that, which is fine. And then the match just kind of comes to this abrupt halt and. Enzo looks like a big fucking loser for just getting pinned after Alexa shoves him off the top turnbuckle, like big deal. Um, while I do like sort of the storyline development there of, of Alexa turning heel, that's pretty cool. It just, it made for a very, very underwhelming and abrupt finish to this match. And I mean, for, for an outing here that shows that, these guys really probably could have a banger if you would let them. What are we waiting for at this point? Why mm-hmm. haven't they pulled? If not here, if not now, when? Why can we not pull the trigger on these two teams having a real barn burner of a match? I mean, as it stands, this just felt like some TV bullshit we've seen a million times. So ultimately, like, I. I feel like the match is worth about two stars, but it pissed mm. me off so much that I penalized it and gave it a star and three quarters. <laughs> mm. I, dinged Damn. Extra, I dinged it an extra quarter for pissing me off. This is interesting because, like, look, most of the wrestling podcasts I do, most people are about the same range on their star ratings and Opinion. Well, we are usually, yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely mm-hmm. are. But, like, across most of my pods, you know, we're all kind of, I don't want to say the same because we all kind of have different ways about it. But <laughs> this is one of the few where we're just so all over the place. And that is so <laughs> wild to me because we all do agree mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. Um. I was really into it. the The crowd brings a lot to the to the matches with Enzo and Cass because they just love the deal, and I do too. Like I think it's fun. I think Mella adds a lot to it again. Um, but they actually like were getting into wrestling, like, mm-hmm. and not like some like fucking four minute crap where Enzo gets his shit pushed in and Cass comes in and kills everybody because we've seen that. But it seemed like they were actually doing things this time. And I don't know why I mean I get why we had to bring Alexa into it for the whole Carmella part of it. And I don't hate that. But 
I was just into the match and I didn't want to see fucking Alexa in there fucking with people. And it kind of made me mad. Um, I was like, <laughs> the finish killed it. Like, the finish killed the match mm-hmm. for me. And, but up until that point, I thought it was really fun. Um, I won't disagree. That chop to cast that he totally no sold. Oh, I was dying. That was mm-hmm. great. That was a great moment, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, a lot of this is character work, but Wes and Bud are pretty good you know, as a tag team. So I did two and three quarter stars. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think maybe it's the, I think it all depends. I think we're all in agreement that the booking was not ideal. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe Tim let him have it a bit more for the booking. I let and like, him have it. You're right. So I, I would think that, cause I think the booking is kind of like, I think I'll just pull the trigger on ends on Cass here. Like Me I too. would tease Tease I mean, the Alexa thing, sake, like she's how got, long are we yeah. gonna dick around with this? You know, like, Mella and Alexa can still have their tussle or whatever, sure, but and then sure. have his own cast win, right? Like, or still you, let Alexa do this so she turns heel, but then they survive it and they get through exactly. and the crowd pops That's even bigger because, like, because the crowd's like, Well, there's a schmoz coming, they're not gonna mm-hmm. get it, and then they they get it anyway, and the crowd will right. pop huge, and right. then you have a cool moment, right? I don't know, agree. I felt like, or I mean, yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. even mind her, um factoring into the finish i just think there's a better way to go about it like just mm-hmm. make it more convincing mm-hmm. um and have more of a match before you get to that point don't have it just this is so short you know for what mm-hmm. it and they just they clearly had so much more they could have done and uh yeah if you want to take the wind out of our sails so be it but just give us give us more in order to get there and have it amount to something other than again Enzo just looking like a loser um who, well know, he got his, he got some shit in like you know sack of potatoes up there well <laughs> yeah that's after he got worked over um but to me that makes sense that he gets worked over because yeah it is I mean, what he does I just right I mean, and Wes and Bud are good like they're it just felt like, very telegraphed I guess that you know she did the thing she tripped uh yeah. Uh, uh, Kaz, and then of course she's gonna go and shove Enzo off the top. At that point, it just it felt like the finish mm-hmm. was so academic. You're already kind yeah, of it's a little lazy. Mentally moving like, on from the and mm-hmm. I must and I was like already like hey, yeah, whatever, fuck this match. <laughs> is, we'll is hope Enzo... that we get that banger. <laughs> is it, um, or... I'm not. I've lost hope at this. No, point. I was gonna say like they need to be done. Oh yeah, I, we'll hope, but I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. It's gonna be some Carmella uh bliss yeah. shit now. Yeah. But was Enzo uh <laughs> that fucking DDT off the fucking top rope took me out and it took Enzo out. I couldn't tell if he was selling or if it was a shoot. Um which I kinda like in my wrestling honestly sometimes. But he he looked like he got knocked the fuck out. Like he knocked himself Very the fuck possible. Out. Very possible. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that that was that. We'll see. Yeah, I I would hope they come back and do a banger match. But when we see in NXT, I feel like they're gonna like move on to something else, which is why I think you just pull. I mean, end zone cast was super well, over. Just also, that was also mm-hmm. my question for this: Where the actual fuck are we gonna go if we don't continue with this? Because um, we got no more tag teams. It's true. We we do not have any more tag. So teams. something tells me they're gonna be sitting in this for a minute. I don't know. Yeah. 
I guess we'll see. Yep. Tune in to NXT next week. I wish I could say I, I, I wish I could say I even cared, which is another problem. Oh, yeah, that's true. With these this tag team division, such as it is. Well, I don't know if y'all cared that Eva Marie was here, but she's in the no, crowd, guys. Oh not. gosh, never care about that. <laughs> yeah, me either. So let's move on. Uh, we get a recap of the build to Becky and Sasha and their like fractured alliance and friendship that you could uh, that we've covered over the previous weeks and weeks and weeks. And uh, this is one too, where it's like the build has been fine, but it's been kind of paint by numbers. I mean, they've had some decent promos. Becky's come out of her shell just a little bit. Um, and they kind of did the contract signing, which is, again, it was all right, but it wasn't anything groundbreaking. They did mm-hmm. a pretty paint by numbers uh, contract signing. All right. So Becky and Sasha for the NXT women's title. Uh, is this the debut of Becky's music or could I just hear it better? So I remember it. Is this like the debut of the, Oh, that thing. Oh, I don't know. I didn't even notice that. Mm. It might've been. Could be. Yeah. Um, it is. Sure. The, mm-hmm. um, if only we care to look it up. Uh, yeah. I know. Right. I wasn't sure. I never know. Cause I, I feel like I can like on the, TV, like sometimes I can't hear the music that great. Or here, they were like blaring it because they were like yeah. full on about these entrances. Yeah, they were. She does debut the steampunk look though here. That's for sure. That's the first we see of this. Which yes, is a huge definitely. improvement. Don't have yes. the little wing wings anymore. Well, um, she does Corey, have some sort of little flap thing that bugs me on her back. Yes, but a much more tolerable flap. Yes. <laughs> Corey is um, shitting all over the steampunk look and yeah. backing in general, which I mean, I, I don't know. I felt it was kind of funny. <laughs> it was it's just funny. You know, he, yeah, Corey loves calling her a big poser. Yeah. Um, Corey calls her. It's, yeah, really. <laughs> Correct. Well, it, and it, you know what it is? It's, it's a lot of um, that standard heel commentary, and it, mm. it feels like it shouldn't really be allowed to go unanswered. And although I will say at one point, at, I don't know whether it was Byron or who's the other one, Rich, um, gets somewhat of a good rebuttal where he's like, right. you act like Becky couldn't even tie her shoes before she yeah, met Sasha Banks. Yeah, and yeah I got He tries to make the point that, you know, she yeah, has Unfortunately, a, they're dweebs. And they... <laughs> like, he's trying, but I don't know. Corey he has no foil. This. He, yeah, he has no, no foil to play off of because the other two are such they're so wooden, like they yeah. just come off like windbags, you know, it's bad. Um, but yeah, they like I've said throughout the whole show, they uh Sasha's entrance is really good. She has the whole boss thing. Uh mm-hmm. but I've said throughout the whole show, they made a point with these entrances and it's worked. Like everything feels way more legit when everybody comes yes. out. And I think that's like we're talking like Jenny, you saying that everything you just into everything a little bit more. I feel like that was mm-hmm. a big part of it for me too. Is it just felt much more legit and exciting. But mm-hmm. all right, so let's get into this. Uh, so we get a little fa- flash pin chain to start between these two. Uh, pretty smooth stuff. Becky goes for the arm bar. Sasha wiggles out of it. Uh, the whole beginning, Sasha looks like she's a little caught off guard. Like she's mm-hmm. not expecting Becky to be this on her game or this intense. Uh, but finally, she pulls uh, Becky's face into the apron and is a vicious smack, like smacks the fuck out of her mm-hmm. on the uh, the hardest part of the ring, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> um, 
uh, Sasha starts to fuck with her, pulling her hair on the ropes, wrenching the arm. Uh, good aggressive heel stuff, though. Like she's graduated from the thrashing, like yes. shitty looking stuff, to now it just looks like brutal. Like, yes, if all of this looks really like good grinding heel stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, slamming her down while she like she has her like in that straight jacket lock thing that she always does, and she's like slamming her into the mat. She does it just real vicious. Uh, Becky tries to push her in the corner, but Sasha's all over. Knee stomp to the arm in the corner, um, as that's kind of her focus here, pushing the arm down with her foot. So all the arm stuff that she did was really awesome. Like mm-hmm. it looked strong, um, it was varied, kicking her in the face during the arm bar. She's adding all these good little like um heelish, vicious uh tendencies, which are really good. Sasha starts to threaten that she's gonna break her arm. Becky lifts out of her and kind of hits a back suplex to get out of it. Becky starts laying in some strong forearms, top rope drop kick. Uh, Sasha comes back, uh, tossing uh, Becky across the ring, hits a stiff knee in the corner. Uh, smack! They start smacking the piss out of each other. Uh, half Nelson suplex by Becky. Um, now she's trying to work over Sasha's arm. She's trying for the arm bar, but um, Sasha escapes. Great selling throughout this entire match yes. like with the arms up. They both look like every time somebody lands something, they look like they're killing each other. Um, I always, I love on all these suplexes as they get towards the home stretch. Like Becky's always grabbing Sasha's arm and like uh, twisting it behind her to make sure she lands on her arm. Just good little details. Sasha goes for a suplex and Becky rolls her into the arm bar. You think she might have it? Sasha gets the ropes. Um, uh, we get a crossbody, but uh, Becky catches her and slams her into the steps. Becky is on the top, but Sasha runs up, locks her in the bank statement, nice and snug. Becky's trapped and has to tap out. So, um, Jenny, I know you were super into this. I'm going to let you go mm-hmm. first, but I'll just say this was a fantastic match that I was not expecting. Oh, no, I was not expecting that either, which is insane because matches like this is why I fucking wanted to do this podcast. I just didn't know it was going to happen here. Um, and again, like <laughs> nothing that we've seen has prepared us for this because this came out of nowhere. Like they've both been good, but like you said, kind of mid as far as the contract signing. We haven't even really seen Sasha that much. Um, you get this regurgitated. I'm from Ireland. I've been doing this for 15 years or whatever oh. from Becky just nonstop. So it's like, but get in the ring and do some shit. And then they just fucking kill me with this match. Uh, so I've not been a Sasha fan. I find her annoying somewhat in the ring, especially when she does the thrashing thing. She was on her shit. She was next level. Nothing looked like bitchy or catty. You didn't have to hear that shit. Like, oh, they're catty. There's a cat fight. No. They were beating the absolute shit out of each other. And Sasha especially has so much power in that tiny body all of a sudden here. Um, And Becky completely... (laughs) It's like she she was trying to... (laughs) She was trying to out Sasha Sasha a little bit, but like you can't really do that. And so she kind of tried to go more lean back on what I know, like, and do the limb work, right? But (laughs) 
Sasha pulled her arm all the way back and fucking stomped on it. And I, I was mm-hmm. gagged. I was like, holy shit. It was incredible. Um, this whole match blew me away. Um, <laughs> it's 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 five stars. It's a five-star match mm. out of nowhere. Like, very few things were bad. Nothing was botched. Like the ref sucked. The ref was annoying the fuck out of me. I will say because he he is like, <laughs> jumping like a frog to like get to where the you know he could see the shoulders or whatever. I don't know. He was bugging the shit out of me. But other than that, I it was incredible. Like and mm-hmm. I just the growth from both of them in this one match is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. Even though I've seen all of these months and months of TV, it's not been like this. I know it hasn't. Not with these two. So I I, I don't know if somebody sold their soul to the devil. I don't know who agented this. I don't know if they just had a genius person put this match together. Um, but I fucking loved it. And I know I rambled a lot about it. But I thought about it like nonstop ever since I saw it. So uh, I fucking love this match. And it Lit me up, Tim. Uh, I must don't want to go now. I know it's fine. I know, I know, not everybody's gonna feel this way. So, well, I remember seeing this match live when it happened and really liking it. Um, not loving it, and that was sort of the same experience I had revisiting it. I think this is probably the... No, this is probably about the third time I've seen it, because I did rewatch this doing, like, doing, like, the GWWE project, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I remember rewatching it for that, thinking, pretty good. Holds up, maybe a little better than I remembered. Um, this time around, pretty much exactly what I remembered. And to me, like, this is the Sasha Banks that I know. Like, this is the worker that that I've kind of always associated with her, with her being. And and it seems like such an anomaly when we see the bullshit TV version of, of that, which, you know, with the thrashing offense and the catty cat fight shit that, you know, we hate to see Um, that is just such an outlier to me, even though it feels like more of what has been, you know, represented, unfortunately, in this promotion, by this promotion, and by this wrestler. But this is where I'm like, yeah, this is just what Sasha does. Like, this is this is why I love her. And um, this match, good example of that. I mean, all the little things, right, that Jake and, and you pointed out, Jenny. I, I love the limb work here. The psychology, I mean, so strong. The, the mat wrestling at the beginning is great you see i mean i love that yeah that was awesome and not just a showcase for for sasha right this is where you see like the gifted performer that that becky will become Mm -hmm. in this version of her this you know we call it the steampunk (laughs) becky lynch but it's it's sort of like where has this becky lynch been all of our nxt lives um because she does not feel very far removed from the Becky Lynch of today, right? Right. Um, which is great. 
So you hope that this has been a real breakout for her as well, and there's going to be no looking back. Hopefully no looking back for either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be the type of match we get going forward. Um, as it stands, I mean, I give it uh, four stars, which, I mean, nothing nice. to shake a stick at. Um, but to me, it's like, I don't know, like a five-star match to me is – you know, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, And this is not on, it's just not on that level to me. Um, so it it's excellent, no doubt. Um, but it didn't, I mean, it. I, I guess maybe it's, again, having seen it before, having already been acquainted with it, being a little bit spoiled for this, style of match mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. from a Sasha Banks um maybe that's coming into play in terms of coloring my judgment uh but i mean that's gosh i'm trying to think if we've had a higher rating mm-hmm. for Sasha in NXT up to this point i don't think i don't given... think so no i, mean, I don't I know, know if you we've haven't had... given out any five stars for oh, no um mm, i'm trying to it might be our I'll get to my rating in a second, but yeah, it may be our highest rated women's match. Cause I know that Charlotte was mm-hmm. it Charlotte and uh Natalia were like Natalia, yeah, we, we like that match. We, we, yeah, we, we went about four. Four. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that might be higher. For me, at least. I, I know I overrated it like <clears throat> in the moment, but I'm just I'm still I'm still gonna stick with this for now. No, nah, it's not the wrong. I'm at I'm at four and a half on it, so nice. I'm not far behind you. Um yeah, it just it has that thing like this match got to that point where like great matches do where like I kind of it gets me to suspend my disbelief a little bit and I yeah. get kind of sucked mm-hmm. into it and this match accomplished like I'm not watching it going oh, look that's a cool move like I was like yeah, yeah. they're beating the fuck out of each other they're trying to win and yes. to me when a match can get that across I feel like you've already like done most of the work and like just the heel face mannerisms were so good they both played their roles extremely well. Like the selling, the offense looked strong. Like mm-hmm. they were beating the fuck out of each other. All little details with Sasha, like that heel stuff. It, yeah, it's like they just. To me, it was like a legitimizing performance for both of them. Like you for could sure. see why why they both go on to become stars. You're like, well, this is it. Like they proved themselves here. Like they looked incredible. Like this is show stealing right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the um. Yeah, and it was just like a war until the end. And it didn't go too long. It didn't get into any kind of like them just trading moves. It was just like them grinding at each other and beating the piss out of each other and trying to like break each other's arms until, you know, Sasha's just a little bit better. And like at the end, so at the end they do the whole like Becky, you know, they show her and she's like crying because she lost. And a lot of times that would feel like overblown, but I felt like they kind of earned it with the match. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't, like to me, it felt like it kind of solidified her as a face. Like, like you said, the the build's been kind of tepid. You're like, you know, I've been fighting for that. But then she went out here and proved, like, she's been working on this for so long. And, like, you really felt it by the end of this match. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it I felt like the crowd was behind her, and it made me want to root for her so much more than I had before. Like, I liked her before. I was like, oh, she's fine. But after this match, I feel like you're – it gave me the frissons, okay? Oh, the frissons. Of course. So, it did uh, I'm with you. Yeah, four and a half. Great match. I did not remember this match, but it was like to me, this is like it's like a coming out party for these two. It, oh yeah. Again, like shows you 
to me, if I'm like Triple H or ever watch, I'm like, these two can be stars right here. This is like the future of women's wrestling, mm-hmm. what we're doing here. Um, also, a nice moment from the crowd, too, because mm-hmm. Sasha leaves and Becky's standing there and they just applaud. And I thought it was a great moment mm-hmm. for Becky at the end. And sweet of the crowd to do that. It just shows you how into it they were. Mm hmm. Right, like cynical, you know, mm-hmm. you know, modern wrestling fans to get them to yeah. clap with because they'll be like, You stop fucking crying, you know, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> and they were like actually like had sympathy for her. But it's because you earned it in the match, which is awesome. Definitely. But yeah, blindsided was not expecting this coming in. So whew. All right. All right. Well, uh, we'll change our draws and then we'll go on to our mm-hmm. main event here, mm-hmm. which has been another kind of a uh, build that we've been a little all over the place on that hasn't been our favorite, but we get a long video package um, um, recounting all this. So like we said earlier, I do think this seems way cooler if you just watch this video package, which is very common in WWE because they're so good at them. But um, I don't know if y'all would agree, but I feel like if you watch this video package, you would uh, you probably feel like the story is a lot stronger than what we got actually watching the countless hours of tv perhaps so all right so let's get into it it's uh been building this very deep personal feud between sammy and ko um when sammy came out all i could think was like stop flinging your fucking shoulders on the entrance dude isn't that how you got hurt in the first place he's doing the same shit i'm like come on man like idiot you're supposed to be selling the arm you stupid fuck yeah, like his whole thing is like, I popped it out doing the entrance. And he just comes out flapping his arms with a little ska music. <laughs> flapping his uh, arms. Yeah. <laughs> um, KO has the Cena, the champ is here shirt. So um, got that going on. Uh, yeah. And that's how he starts the match, as he always does. Kind of trolls on the outside. But Sammy's not having any of that shit. He jumps him on the outside, backdrops him on the floor. Uh, the countout's kind of already in play, but Sammy gets him back in the ring, but pulls him right back out, slams him into the steps, knocks him into the crowd, and keeps on beating him. Uh, KO looks for the powerbomb, but Sammy, um, they kind of brawl into the crowd. And so, KO, you think KO's going to get the powerbomb, but Sammy holds on to like the guardrail in the crowd and kind of escapes that. And Sammy's just beating KO's ass all over. Mm-hmm. Um, they get back in the ring, hits a blue thunderbomb for a near fall. KO gets a few back elbows, but Sammy's not having any of that shit. He slams him. Uh, Sammy goes for a DDT, but KO pulls the knee into Sammy's back, which I thought was a cool spot. Um, they executed that really well. But KO still can't get any momentum going, even though he had that spot. Um, Sammy hits the exploder. KO avoids the haluva kit, bails out to the floor, um, but then gets the exploder out on the floor. But Sammy makes a crucial error and runs right into a pop-up powerbomb on the apron. So like mm. it's the same powerbomb that KO fucked him up with when he debuted, and Sammy is done. The refs have to try and come pull KO off of him, uh, but he won't relent. So they pretty much have to call the match a no contest. KO puts him back in the ring. Um, I guess we should discuss this all. I guess I'll go through mm-hmm. all of it because it's mm-hmm. kind of all its own package. Um, the refs can't get KO to stop. Regal comes out to restore order. He puts on a fight, grabs him by the top of the like nose and the jaw and starts yanking on him. Um, but so he finally calms down, but he goes past Regal, punches Regal, gets a chair. Um, and then we hear the big fat guy trombone hit. And we get the, 
the debut of some. Have you debut? Debut. Debut. The debut. But yeah, they hit the uh, the Samoa Joe. And uh, Samoa Joe debuts. Ko looks very nervous. They have a stare down. Ko steps back. He's obviously scared shitless of Samoa Joe. Um, I love whenever he steps back. Uh, Samoa Joe steps forward at him. And and Joe's like so fired up. He's at the fist like he's a boxer. Uh, Ko bails. Joe takes a uh, goes to the crowd. Ko teases coming back in and um, uh, ends up bailing again and says that not tonight. He's not going to do this tonight. And so that's where we end with the debut, the debut, the butt of Samoa Joseph uh, here in the next scene. Samoa Um, Joseph. But just to say, like, don't you think, I've always felt like they've done him dirty with the, because, like, tell me that's not, like, a fat guy noise that they make when Samoa (laughs) Joe's, like, it's like, it's like like from a cartoon, like, yeah. That's straight from Vex McMahon, buddy. Yeah, they know what they're doing, but um, anyway, so definitely not the match that you would expect. They built this as if this was going to be like the big blow off to Sammy and KO. And I don't know if it's that the injury derailed them a bit. So they couldn't do what they wanted or what, but they kind of just go with a, a brawl with Sammy getting pretty much all the offense, but his shoulders fucked up. And then he eats the, the power bomb on the apron and that kind of ends them. So I kind of, and then Samoa Joe debuts. So like, are they going to pivot? Now it's going to be Joe and KO. Is this the end of the Sammy thing? Is Sammy going to go on the shelf because he's hurt? So the the match didn't fit the build. If I were to mm-hmm. rate the match in a vacuum, I'd probably go like a three because it was a good little brawl thing. I felt like they were going for like that. Um, what is it? It's like a un- that Undertaker Shawn Michaels at the pay per view where they kind of don't do a real match per se, and it's oh, just like them brawling. Before they're hell in a cell. Yeah, I feel like that's the what they were going for. Yeah. I don't think it got to that level or anything, but I felt like that was their goal here. So I went three on it because it's it's a weird thing to rate because it's like kind of a match and kind of like a whole angle with mm. Sammy getting hurt and then Joe debuting. So I went three because I was a little befuddled on, on how to go on this, Tim. Um, yeah, this was – I had a hard time rating this also because there's not much to it at the end of the day. Um, I'll tell you, I, I do like Sammy taking it to KO just right out of the gate because he knows that that KO is going to try to do his his bullshit, like trolling, stalling mm-hmm. kind of d- to dictate the pace early on, right? Because that's what he does. And Sammy's not going to let him do it. And he doesn't let him get away with that. So he's just hammering away. And it's really Sammy's match uh, for the better part of this thing. And he, I mean, he really just unloads the whole arsenal um, back in the ring, you know, just going through all of his signature offense. And I mean, Kevin Owens doesn't really do very much in this match until the finish, which is basically, it basically just consists of him suckering Sammy in on the outside, uh, to fall victim to this uh, this apron powerbomb. And I know that they've they've kind of put that over as a murder-death-kill kind of finish for, for Kevin Owens, but we have seen Sammy take it before, and the fact that he doesn't really eat very much other offense uh, 
um, over the course of this match makes him look, I don't know, kind of weak. Just, you know, jobbing out to this. You've got a million referees out there like, oh my God, is he dead? It just, it didn't feel like a kill shot to me as, as much as they have put that move over. It just, it happens really abruptly. It's, it's sort of like Sammy slipped on a banana peel and now we get this sort of non-finish, right? Um, and then <laughs> Owens kind of very gingerly hits him with the chair. I don't know what happened. It was like a weird, it's like the timing was off or something. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. It looks like he's really going to lay into him with this chair. And he, he hits this like very light chair shot right as Joe's music hits. And and Samoa Joseph makes his debut. Um, so I'm like, was the chair shot not supposed to happen? Like, was just supposed to come out earlier? Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. It just looked off. That whole sequence just looked very off. So, yeah, now I guess we're we're gonna carry Sammy's old dead ass out of here. We're done with that old shit. And now it's <laughs> off to Samoa Joe. Who, yay, big debut. Um. I look. I know this is very blasphemous. Of it. I've never given two shits about Samoa Joe, dude. I just wrote, "Who gives a fuck about Joe?" At the end of my notes. I look. I know a lot of wrestling marks out there are going to stop. Even our hypothetical fans are going to stop listening to the show now. I just. I don't. He's fine. Like, okay, great. He's a big guy. Got some cool moves. It's, but he's just. He's never blown me away. Never. Mm, I'm the same. Um, I don't get it. I've just... And yes, I have seen some of those Ring of Honor stuff. I've seen him in his prime. I still just... I don't care. Same. Yep. Um. So, as much as I, in theory, should be excited about this new entrant onto the scene, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. Yep. And also, why is this guy who is arguably like four years past his prime, mm-hmm. um, you know, making this first appearance here in WWE developmental. <laughs> Maybe we could have skipped all that. You know what I mean? I just, uh-huh. it just goes to show like this, this brand is having identity problems right now is what it is. It's like, is this the training wheels for your, for your new up and coming superstars or is it just an indie playground? Because more and more, it's starting to feel like an indie playground with Samoa right. Joe and Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen going. And then, meanwhile, early here. on this show, you have your your 2015 like graduates or whatever, like the rookies. Yeah, at the same yeah. Time. Like they're mm-hmm. like they're like tough enough contestants or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Which feels um, just very out of place at this point. So it's just a weird. It, it's a it's a weird thing. All told, and I just I gave it. <laughs> Just short of three stars, I went to seven five. Um, which I don't know, maybe is more punitive than I should be. I maybe I was just in a shit mood when I watched, I don't know, but um, it just it didn't work for me, dog. This didn't. If I'll put it this way, if uh, Sammy Zayn was in good enough physical shape to do what he does in this match, like he's He's pretty active, right? Like he's mm-hmm. not just laying around selling and you know protecting this injury. I just felt like they should have had more of a. I'm just going to say it, real match, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it sure seemed like he had that in him. 
maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he couldn't take a lot of bumps. I, I don't know. Um, but it's just, it's real, it's, it's real weird to try to rate this and all in all, I'm kind of not here for it. Not here for it. All right. Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) on that optimistic note, (laughs) I mean, y'all are right. Like it's, uh, I feel like it's a different match if we're not talking about his stupid injury. And then I can't decide whether the injury mm. is like even good enough. Cause like you said, he doesn't really look all that injured. He's throwing yeah. his arms. Flapping around. the arm. He's flapping the arms. In the entrance, he's okay. working the match. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, holding himself when the, the railing spot, which I really liked because it looked like he was about to get his fucking head power bombed off of him. And then he holds onto the railing. Um, yeah. To, to cool kind of spot. block that. It was it was really cool. I enjoyed it. But I was like, that was like I might hurt your arm. Um <laughs> but it felt a little bit of I like it when they try to move around, right? So they it seemed like they were trying to stay a little bit out of the ring a little bit more. Um mm-hmm. which I liked. Um it felt a little bit easy W, but um I was enjoying it uh until all the until the apron power bomb, mm-hmm. which led to the useless refs, mm-hmm. uh, they just stand around and say, "No, no, man, uh, don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't beat his ass anymore." And he just <laughs> continues to do it. And then the refs—they're not calling the match. They're right. They're That's the other like shit or get off the pot. Seriously, uh, he can either go or he can't. Like, I was like, "Are, are you going to call it?" Pressure. Like they checked on him for a good like three minutes in the mm-hmm. match and, and it dealing drags. with that. Yeah. yeah, it drags. And it feels like the timing is fucked up because Regal comes out in a weird spot too. Um and then <laughs> I did like Regal's part in it when he was like trying to do like that face thing. Yeah, that was kind of great. Like and then he was just bracing himself for that for that knee and then rolled out of the ring. So I kinda enjoyed that because I like sprinkle. Uh Something that was funny as fuck when he goes for the chair and the dude is sitting there with the belt. Kevin walks over to him and goes, move! <laughs> just like, <laughs> dude just ducks out of the chair. That shit popped me. I was just dying. And then he comes and does that weak-ass chair shot. Again, yeah. the timing issue because he's clearly waiting on Joe's music to hit. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like they... In my mind, this was not the match they wanted to work. They wanted to have a quote-unquote real match. But I feel like the injury is preventing him from that. Um, And he's hiding it by doing this stupid shit in this match. But I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if it really fucked him up. I don't know. Uh, and it's weird because it's like, well, you can still do a blue thunder bomb. You can still do a fucking half Mm -hmm. Nelson suplex. You can still do an exploder. Like, can he just... Again, not take a lot of bumps because there's yeah. other ways of working around that too. Um, but, so I'm like, wh- why else would we doing this whole injury? Unless, unless Sammy's about to be called up, right? And he's. I mean, up. I know he's legit injured. I just for the to the extent that he does for what he does do in the match, I just feel like if he could do all that, then why not just go all out? I mean, yeah. hey, yeah, not to say that, match. not that. Yeah, not to say that Cody Rhodes should be everyone's role model, right, but right. yeah, mm-hmm. but 
when uh, half his chest was purple mm. <laughs> because his yeah I mean, and that, the stare down at the end to me is stupid and weak i don't give a fuck about joe i never have and i'm like okay um to me it just feels like a wasted opportunity for a fucking banger match that could have been had know. right here or yeah. is the middle part of something that will play out you know because it feels very middly to me mm-hmm. um it doesn't right. feel i i want to make it an ending for sammy here but i don't know maybe he does have to go away and this is an ending and not a middle and they're just shifting because they have to because of the injury right it's weird, like they built this as if it was going to be ending, but then the you're right, this totally feels like a middle. Yeah. But then it's weird too because then you got it's like they did the whole like they kind of do this the same. I find a little bit too much like, well, he's an underdog, so like he's always getting beat. Like now he's going to be fucking injured again if that's where they're going with this because he got power. Yeah, he's really injured, but like how injured is he? Is it for real? Mm-hmm. And then like you're not sure because they do this with him where it's like they'll have him lose so much because they want him to be this underdog that it's you don't know like to me if you wanted to go this route like have them brawl to a no contest but not with sammy going out like like this like have it to where like they can't control him and they can't have a real match because you know they're trying to kill each other and then you come back and you say well they have to do a cage match or a ladder match or something with no right. rules because right. they can't have a regular match i know it was also odd the way it was all put together it, i didn't i realized i didn't even write a rating in my wrestling notebook trademark mm. um i don't know after talking it out i feel like i feel like since I'm gonna overrate everything on this show, let's do a three. That'll work. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's mm-hmm. about ballpark for this. Again, I just but it could have been a once again. I dinged match. it. Like I, I kind of just dinged it for like stupid booking reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it brought like Sammy, like having their aggression was really good. That was yes. cool. Yes, it's just the finish is deflating. Yeah, the and finish then. Is- I, to me, they kind of save it with the Joe debut because it at least gives you a big moment. Because I, mean, I think if it was just Sammy, say, it's on you bomb, to defend Joe here, Jake. I do. I am. I am like, um, probably mainly from uh, the TNA stuff I've watched now. Um, sure. Logan, having me watch TNA, he is. Um, I do like his whole deal in TNA, um, and that's definitely him, like in this prime. So uh, I do get the whole, like, it is weird. They have a weird gimmick going now where it's like, is this, like you said, Tim, is it developmental or is it like the seasoned veterans like Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn have been around uh, and now we have them. So that's a weird thing. But I was excited to see him. And I think it does at least get the crowd like, holy shit, there's Samoa Joe. They're bringing somebody else in. And Mm -hmm. like he is a a name for NXT standards. Like, so I think it did at least dull the blow of like, like I'm imagining if Joe doesn't debut here and it's just like Sammy gets murdered again. And we just end the show with Sammy murdered, like dead on. Oh, we would have been fucking pissed. Right. So at least the Joe thing gives you something else to like distract you from that. But then you're like, I don't know where they're going with this now. Yeah. And I guess we're going to see how it plays out, but it's all very confusing. Um, Agreed. And it yeah. didn't fit the build going into me. And as much as 
um, I kind of shit on Samoa Joe. I can't deny that it is a big deal. Like it, it that is absolutely a, a big deal for people and a big get for them, even though it doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, right. I'm not going to sit here and try to say, oh, well, it just sucks because I don't like it. Right, and this was still at a time. Where, I mean, like, I would have, I some, would have booked this even if I didn't like the guy. You know what I mean? Like, right, I mean, you right. have to give the people something. Right. <laughs> and there was point. still like novelty at this time of like these certain guys are like, are they ever going to go? Like, who are the biggest uh-huh. names that have never been in WWE? Where now WWE gets whoever the fuck they want, whenever they want. So like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like at this point, it was like, yeah, these guys like AJ and Samoa Joe, who are like these you know, these huge names that have never gone to WWE and now he debuts and people are like, holy shit, like they're going to start getting people we never thought they're going to get. This is kind of wild. So it's a moment, you know. So that's how we wrap the show up with uh, the debut. Yep. Yep. So, all right. So overall, we got to rate this thing. Uh, I thought the undercard was fine. Totally inoffensive, if not like spectacular. We get that, I don't know, kind of low-key classic women's match mm-hmm. and the weirdness of the main event, but it at least felt like things were happening. And I think that Joe DeButt De uh, redeems the main event a little bit for how kind of wonky, again, like how shitty it would have been if we just had Sammy like getting crushed again. We mm-hmm. at least have something that at least gives us something to see what they're going to do like to tune in to TV and figure out what's going on. So I ended up going six and a half out of 10 on this one. Like to me, it was like on that precipice of, to me, it was a very good show, a lot on that women's match. Uh, but I think if a few other things go right, you could be looking at like a great one. It's rough um, because I overrated all the matches. So um, you have to overrate the show. I do. I mean, I feel like, <laughs> On the average, like I can't do a six and a half, you know, because you you did a six and a half, and I have a five star match. <laughs> In the whole mathematics of it all, what I'm saying yeah. is, I'm gonna go seven out of ten, and part of that is absolutely atmosphere, crowd, and um, production, and and then the rest of it is Sasha and, <laughs> and Becky. With with some really fun surprising stuff in there for me. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty much a one match show for me. Uh, with the added intrigue of a um, pretty big new player on the scene. Um, but I pretty much underrated everything. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you can't I'm go sort of, seven or six I, and a half. I was gonna say I'm I'm definitely not go going six. seven. I was looking more six and a half, so I dare I go six. Um can't read the same as me, Tim. Then you'll break the formula, okay? And I'll break the formula. Yeah, I mean I guess I'll go six, which which sounds very low for it the does. takeover. I just mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think this was their strongest outing. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Aside from, again, they, they had one, which I looked at my match ratings. I, I have that. So I gave uh, Sasha and, and um, Becky four stars, which has it on par with um, 
some of the like uh, uh, Charlotte and Natalia. Natalia. I also had it four stars. Like the only things I have higher than that is some of the like Sammy uh, Cesaro mm -hmm. matches, um, like Sammy and mm -hmm. uh, Neville. You know, mm -hmm. is is up there. Really good. So I mean, it's definitely we're talking in the top five probably of mm -hmm. matches we have seen since we started this right pretty impressive but all in all is it enough um to save the show kind of not really um that said this is an easy watch it's just it's right at like two hours so it's mm -hmm. not like it's gonna kill your whole day to sit there and watch this I feel like now I'm waiting for them to put it all together because we've seen like yes. takeovers are probably better in ring, but then mm -hmm. now they're kind of getting the production down. I'm waiting for them to put the the total package together where we have the production where we have all the matches kind of are satisfying and like you know I feel like like I'm more optimistic on it. I mean, we could get to the next TV and it's going to be boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Else. But <laughs> another thing, like I completely forgot because it's been so tepid is like Finn is the number one contender too. So you have that yeah. like mm -hmm. in there, which you kind of forget about because Samoa Joe's debut and is like, uh, actually I'm King Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. So we have that. Anyway, all right. Uh, I guess we'll get to awards here. Uh, best right. match. That seems pretty easy. Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, yeah. Unanimous. Worst match at uh, Corbin and Rhino for me. Um. Yeah, I think that's where I ended up too. Uh. Yeah. I, I think I Tim had exact, the uh, yeah, <laughs> the on cast match. Fuck that. Fuck them. <laughs> Rising easily, Sasha and Becky Rocket. Mm, um, mm. Joe, just because of a big debut, and I'm gonna go with uh, I think Cass. I don't know, I like him, mm -hmm. he's been impressing me. I mean, Enzo did offense, I guess that's rising for him. What about Barry? Alexa, uh, Alexa could be rising, she was such a factor, eh, yeah. In that finish, uh. Mela's rising. How about it? Mela. Yeah. Oh. Um, NXT yeah. crowd. Yeah. Yep. The crowd was on their shit. Uh, Corbin, I guess, technically, mm -hmm. mathematically, we have to mm -hmm. say rising because he had a real match and didn't completely didn't suck. embarrass himself. Right. All right. Uh, falling. I definitely have Tyler for sure. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm, I've soured on him quite a bit. He's and the Tommy when we out. fucking killed him in the parking lot. <laughs> Falling to the ground. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, Tommy and Sammy are, I mean, yep. they're cooked. They're mm. going to be gone for mm. quite a while. Mm. Anybody else is falling. I don't know. Less and Budden impressed me, but I didn't think they were that bad. No, either. I don't think they were that. Or the women's yeah. tag. You know, I don't yeah. think that was anything. Yeah, bad. I think most people on the show kind of mm -hmm. nobody was like sucky, which is good. Mm -hmm. uh, MVP, I cannot pick one or the other. I just went Sasha and Becky, both of them. Yeah, you have to. Co yeah. MVPs. Co MVPs. Uh -huh. LVP, non existent writers. Uh, <laughs> People's shoulders. The refs. Uh, the fucking refs, refs. pissed me off in this show. Refs. 
Tyler, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I'm telling you, I don't know. I was real down on him on this show. Yeah, he wasn't great. <laughs> um, the best moment. I mean, I guess probably the most memorable is going to be the Joe debut. But I'm going to throw in the um, just like the whole ending of that women's match and them clapping for uh Becky. Just like this kind of a star making performance. I love that moment. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe not star making, but you know, it was big deal. Like, mm-hmm. obviously. And I might add that uh, fucked up looking DDT off the top rope from uh, Enzo. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny to me. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything to add. All right, then. So, all right. Well, that wraps up Takeover. Take, takeover. 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 <laughs> Take uh, over Tuesday. Take over unstoppable. You know, I don't know. I get a lot of come out of this show. Burp, I, I, burp. Sounds like a fat guy farting over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, you know, just I have a lot of more optimism, I think. Uh, Going into this weird, because I know, like, we all know, like, the good shit's coming, right? So, just like trying to figure out this weird in between time where we get these flashes of what we know is to come and then still having to sit through a lot of this shit that we don't like. So, it's it's a mixed bag as far as um, looking forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I mm-hmm. shit, I don't even know anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I'm having a bit of an existential crisis, is what it is, because I remember there's just this product felt so hot at the time, and there was just all this hype, and everybody's talking about how oh, you got to be watching NXT, it's like the antidote for main roster angry anger, and you know, Jenny, you're in this place where you're kind of like anticipating mm-hmm. where they they kick it into high gear. You're sort of waiting. In other words, you're sort of waiting for it to get good. Like it feels like right. they're just about to round that corner. And I don't know, like in my recollection, the way people were talking, like it was already good, supposedly. Tim's going to and... take over Portland and be like, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> why, do, why did I ever care about this? Yeah, five out of ten. Um, Man. Including myself, right? Like, I remember watching this. I wasn't watching all the weekly shows, but I remember watching and looking forward to pretty much all the takeovers and being like, oh, yeah, NXT is, like, so much better than the rest mm-hmm. of their output. And I'm, mm-hmm. So I'm having a little bit of a dilemma here and, and trying to come to grips and accept that Honestly, like when you look at it in terms of just number of hours of content, uh, is it fair to say at this point at least NXT is more trash than treasure? Mm-hmm. Right. I and think you I get away like, with at this I point. Like I saying, think you watch the takeovers. Yeah. yeah, and I don't and like having much. to admit that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see when they well, get out of the performance center for the takeovers, um, maybe. Like, when we get in that era, that could be different. Who knows? 
And that feels so long from now. <laughs> it just does. Yeah, I think that my time perception is probably a way off. But mm-hmm. I think it's because the show surprised me. I did not expect to have this that I really liked in this show. That's why I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I thought I had more time with suckage, but not that I want that, but that I had to sit through it. Every time I I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Right. I I just feel like this is more of one of the flashes than it is going to be like uh, what I'm going to be seeing every week. Well, Tim, something from the past that you are uh, much more high on is Beverly Hills 90210 that you do a podcast on. Uh, yes, I do. It is called 90210 No-So, and it is with JT Rosero uh, and a special guest joining us each episode. Jenny, you've been in there um, a couple times. We'll have you back, certainly. Jake, going to get you in the rotation. Whether, whether you want to be or not, we will foist it on you. Uh, but that is just its own special podcast. Search 90210 No-So on your preferred Podcatcher app. Maybe you use a an old Zoom. Remember Zooms back from <laughs> like the two thousand nines, like circa era. Um, usually brown, brown and green mm. color scheme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on it. Uh, so anyway, uh, subscribe today if you're a nine hundred two one zero fan. The OG nine hundred two one zero. Let's see. Jenny, you and I do another wrestling podcast right here on Place We Nation Wrestling. It's called Talking WCW, and it's with Greg Phillips. And we will have an episode, um, if it's not out now, that you can look forward to pretty soon. We'll be on Tullence Blanchard. So three match selections for Tully Blanchard, who I believe uh, I picked for our next outing on Talking WCW. That'll be one to look forward to, certainly. And on a completely different track, over on our sister network, Placement Nation Pop, I have a comics podcast. It is called Traders of the Lost Arcs. And that's where we basically talk about old comics, read and talk about old comics. Uh, we actually, we had a winner, our most recent episode. You know, these episodes of, of Traders tend to be filled with controversy where you know you know perhaps half of us like the selection on deck perhaps uh, only one or two people like it perhaps um all of us hate that particular selection it's just all over the place you never know what to expect on traders well we were pretty unanimous in our praise of the longbow hunters a green arrow uh, limited series from DC Comics, uh, late 80s, 1987 to be exact. Prestige format, really good stuff. Um, we were happy for once uh, with what we were talking about there on Traders of the Lost Arts. We'll see if we can keep that up. I don't know. Can't make any promises. Beyond that, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Site68CYKE68. Uh, on Twitter, get in touch. Jenny, what you got going Hello? on? Hello? <laughs> All right. On 
on Wednesdays on the North South Connection. You can find the Jenny position with all my shows. Uh, there's one called You Heard About Pluto, where we watch some stuff on Pluto TV. And there's one called Talking Docs, where me and Logan Crosland and Cowboy Roger review documentaries. It's very good. You should listen to that. We have like three episodes out so far. And then GC Dub, a game-changing podcast, is one that I do with Matt Souza, in which we uh, do like a monthly recap show for the GCW promotion. It's very good as well. And um, I do a lot of draft stuff on No Holds Barred here on No So uh, with JT and Aaron. Check that out. And I'm on Twitter, at Jenny Position. What about you, Jacob? I'm here on North-South Connection doing the Ruthless Aggressive podcast, watching some shitty 2003 Raws, going through the Ruthless Aggression era. And over on the uh, Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed, you can catch me doing Highway to the Impact Zone, watching the schmuck Samoa Joe uh, muscle buster piece, people, so you can listen to that as well. Um, and thanks for listening to us here on PTB NXT. Whether you're doing your, your Zoom, your uh, iPod Nano, you know, whatever device you got that you're using for this, uh, get us on your RSS feed and, uh, you know, give us a listen. Thanks to all the hypothetical fans. We're not going to quit, to my knowledge, at least not right now. Uh, we'll be back in about a month's time, and we'll, we'll check out the follow-up follow to Unstoppable and see uh, what they have in store for us. So, for myself, Jenny, and Tim, see you then. PTB NXT has left the building. I will justify this pain. I will live another day. I will fight to earn my place. I will be unstoppable. Swept inside my veins. As I try to break these chains, only honor will remain. We will be unstoppable. You got one more